Hey everybody, welcome to Darisha's podcast, Elite Mastery. I created this um, series of podcasts because I felt that um, there's lots of information out there to inspire and motivate individuals like myself and people that I work with uh, throughout the year and all the speeches and talks that I do. So throughout the month and throughout the year, I'll be interviewing people who are experts in their fields and I consider them as masters. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our uh, podcast. Today I have the pleasure of having my dear friend, uh, Catherine Ganelka. Yes. Did I pronounce you. it correctly? Yes. Thank very you very well. much. Well done. Um, <laughs> Catherine, I respect very, very much. I've known you for almost a year now, right? Yes, right. And you quit your job and you want to save the planet. Yes, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I respect you so much because um, most people just talk about it, but you took action and uh, you took the big leap. And I'd love to know how you're doing. But before that, I'd like to know more about you. So um, you're not from Dubai. Where were no, you, obviously Where were you not. born? How I long were you there? What brought you to Dubai? I am German, so I was born and raised in, in southern Germany in the, in the Bavarian Alps, a very nice little town. Uh, surrounded by mountains and um, would that be West Germany or East yes, Germany? West, West Germany. Germany. So yes. you're always in the yes. West Germany. Side. Yes, and um, I came to Dubai in 2010. At that time, I was working for Hilton, so um, I left that cozy little nice town a couple of years before, and um, I was working in Hilton corporate office in Frankfurt, being a key account manager and doing um, international sales. So I moved with Hilton to Dubai in 2010 and from there I um, moved on also to Russell Climate Tourism. I was part of the, the first team who started Russell Climate Tourism in 2011 at the very, very beginning. So we started from, from zero basically and uh, stayed there for two, two years. We managed to double the visitor numbers in this time. And then um, I followed my, my previous boss for a private project to Egypt. So I was eight months in Egypt. Cairo. Um, eight months. Cairo. In, no, no, it was in the south. It was in Mashallah. Okay. And, uh, but that was not the right time. So it was right after the revolution. So I came back to Dubai and um, I stayed in hospitality. And um, for the past couple of years, I felt that I really wanted to make a change. I was not happy anymore with just being in corporate environments and um, doing what I'm doing, just like chasing targets and um, those kind of things. I really wanted to do something that has an impact. And um, I felt a kind of void. And I'm, later on, I realized that a lot of people are actually feeling the same. Um, they are kind of disillusionized from, from this kind of rat race, rat race you're, you're following. and just chasing targets and just chasing profits. So they want to do something which is meaningful. They want to do something that makes a change. But a lot of people lack the courage, honestly. Um, I, it took me a couple of years to find out kind of what I wanted to do and also to find the right moment. So at some point, there was an opportunity opening up for me. And I just took the leap of faith and quit a quite um, well-paid corporate to job to leave. Yes, I see. I see. so I quit a quite well-paid um, corporate job and um, just decided to try it on my own. It was not an easy thing. I did it quite um, spontaneously, um, but that's how I am. I'm not like a big planner, and, I'm, and I, 
I'm happy to take risk if I feel that it's the it's the, the right thing, thing to do. And I, I absolutely convinced it was the right thing to do, even though it was a difficult, also a difficult time. Um, because the what I'm doing now is not really in in under the awareness of a lot of people. So it's just sustainability is just the infancy shoes here. And a lot of people are not really acknowledging it yet. What's not sustainability? Really what is sustainability? Sustainability, I'm looking a lot into um, how companies can reduce their carbon footprint. Um, I give training, I explain them what is climate change actually, what is happening with climate change, why do we need to take it serious. It's actually the biggest threat to humankind, but a lot of people don't know why and how it will change our lives. Um, I also talk about um, not only was it what it is, but also what is the impact to the environment, what is the impact on our health. So, this so is all the time you're doing well. this, talking, lecturing, doing speeches, you are educating yourself, researching, because yes. const constantly yes. footprints changing, right? Yes. And the pollution is getting worse. Yeah. You know, I, I watch TV. We're going to go back to you, uh, sincerity to interrupt, because I'm really interested in what you have to say. Uh, and I respect what you have to say very much. I'm really into this, and I, and I don't do plastic bags, and you can see we don't do yes, plastic um, bottles. I'm happy to see stuff. that. Thank you. <laughs> then I listen to Donald Trump saying, we're going to go into coal mining again, and we're going to... And I'm like, what, what is my little plastic bag? I know it makes a difference, but really, on a great scale of things, they don't care in billions of yes, yeah. tons of carbon footprint every day. What, what, what difference can I make? They're dumping nuclear waste all over the oceans. You know, what can we do? This is a question a lot of people are asking, and a lot of people actually feel that they can't make a change. But, you know, we have almost, um, we have more than 7 billion people on this planet. And if 7 billion people decide from one day to the other, actually, I can make a change, then you would be surprised how fast industries have to adjust. But you know, what shocks me is that Donald Trump pulled out of the Paris Court, yes? Yes, the, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, the environmental. And still they're talking about he might get re-elected as the president of America. Yeah. That means at least half Americans, even the new generation of millennials who are actually voting, they couldn't vote, they were 14, they're going to be 18, they're going to vote for him. And the number one topic on the planet is the environment, and he says it's false. Yeah. Well, there's... What's, what's going, you know, it kind of makes you a bit pissed off, doesn't it? You think, yeah, what I the agree. Fuck, you know? I agree. And now that I read, for example, Greta Is this the Thunberg, first time I use the word f on my <laughs> podcast? Sorry. It's a serious matter. Twice <laughs> it is, now. it is. I yeah. can see. I can see you take it serious, which is great. So, um, the, the fact that you see now, for example, Greta Thunberg, who is that 16-year-old girl, right? Yeah. She, she, she's proving that you can make a change. She started last year just striking all by herself, and now she's moving thousands and thousands of people. But you hear, or you see also more and more people forming a kind of a, an anti-Greta um, wave. And sometimes when I read now at the moment, and it's, it's even on LinkedIn, and that's even more shocking because you should see a lot of educated people on LinkedIn as a business profile, right? The kind of aggression they show towards her is really shocking. And the it kind is. of 
the wording and um, how they make fun of her because she was also outing herself of having Asperger's syndrome. So now they all make fun of her of being like a little dumb kid that is getting manipulated. And um, just to kind of trying to to, to, to get message, away yes, yes from the message and uh, and this is really sad so un unfortunately there are still so many people who don't understand the science there are, there are hundreds and hundreds of scientists who confirm like not more than almost 100 percent of the scientists confirm that climate change is not a hoax it's actually happening and if anyone is just not completely blind he will see what's what's happening so we had in the past couple of years like the hottest years in in a row like consecutive like yeah. 10 years in a row you see like last year in germany it was like two weeks of 38 degree this year we had 45 degree in france we had like 40 degrees spain. in germany we had mm -hmm. in spain we had even in the uk they reached like temperatures like never well, they're before having very cold winters as well right the winters are getting bad this no not, not necessarily again they had a really bad winter and then donald trump said what's happened to Global yes, warming. but this is one of the first thing, if somebody makes such a comment, that's mm -hmm. the first thing that you see that he doesn't understand the topic. Would you because, explain? Because there's a difference between weather and climate. So you can't necessarily foresee the weather because weather is changing and weather is something that's changing on a daily basis. It's uh, it depends on, on, on air pressure, it depends on wind, it depends on temperature, it, it depends on obviously the, the area you're in. But climate is something that you are measuring over a period of about 30, 40, 50 years. So that's why you can say the climate is changing. And we have now, for example, CO2 levels in the air, which we didn't have like for the past 3 million years. So to say that this is a coincidence or it's ma made by, uh, it's, it's a natural phenomenon. There is a natural climate change happening and this has to do with the Earth orbit and, you know, like the, the orbit cycle. But this is happening over hundred thousands of years and not within 150 years. So you can actually see that since we started Industrial Revolution um, until now, you have like a, cons a an, an consecutive uh, increase of CO2 in the atmosphere and at the same time you have um, higher levels of, um, of, uh, of heat and uh, of warmth. So the, the temperature is increasing and there's nothing to be said against that. It's just a is fact. And, um, I don't think it's too late, but it's too late to discuss still if climate change is actually happening or not because if we still discuss about this then it's uh, then we haven't learned anything and we are just not willing to take action take responsibility and um, i think everyone who has children or wants to have children should really ask himself what kind of world he wants his children to grow up and it's just a fact that we are destroying the planet, that we are um, exploiting natural resources, and that we are already using more than the planet can replenish. So maybe you heard of the Earth Overshoot Day, which is the day um, in the year which marks when 
all of us together as all countries use all the natural resources the planet can replenish in one year. So last year, Earth Overshoot Day was on 1st of August. This year it was 29th of July. July. So it always, every year, it comes, it, it's, yes, it, uh, it, it reaches a couple, uh, a couple of days earlier, which means today already we need 1.75 planets to satisfy our demands. So it's going to get worse, right? Because population is growing. Yeah, but. Um, that's true, but you also need to see, for example, why is the population massively growing? Is for example in Africa, but African countries are not those that are really contributing to the problem. So it's about fifty percent of the of the population is living a very normal lifestyle because they don't have the same money and so the same. So there's still there's still concept. plenty of land to support the population. There's still plenty of natural resources. But the Western or the more modern the or developed the abused, countries, the developed yes. countries are. It's our overconsumption. Abused. It's basically 50% of the population that is using up all, all the resources that the planet can replenish. So now there's another um, measure which is called the Country Overshoot Day. And that means if everybody in the world spent resources or used resources like what each particular country when would be the earth overshoot day and the shocking is that the first three and four uh, categories are the smallest countries in the world they are kuwait they are qatar they are uae on number three and they are um, luxembourg wow. so for example country overshoot day in the uae is 8th of march which means if every single person in the world use natural resources like people in the UAE, our all resources that the planet can replenish would be used in three months. And this is something we really need to think what about. What do they do here? Overuse of water? Water, energy, everything. Everything. But then don't they have lots, lots of sun here? They could use solar panel. And yeah, it's ha it's it's energy. this is developing, but um, obviously that will still take time. It's still uh, a major a minority of of energy comes I from. I would have thought here solar panels should be in the desert. They're building. Right? They're building this massive solar park, but still, it's just about like five six percent um, of the energy that is used here is is uh, from comes from solar. The other one um, is oil. mainly mainly oil and uh, yeah fossil fuels. Still. Wow. And uh, could it be all replaced by solar panels? 100% here? sure, Before. of course. With all the money, you would think they could do it really quickly. Can I anybody in the UAE set up a solar panel company or is it government driven? Um, because in America, uh, Elon Musk is building yes, his own. So yes, can, can I'm not quite sure about that. For sure, it has to be approved. I mean, some company is going to do it for the government. So this massive park, which is um, which is happening. Where is it? Um, Dubai, Abu Dhabi? It's in Dubai, yes. And uh, this is definitely one of the big targets of the UAE to, to move more towards uh, solar energy, which is much needed. And we have more, more than enough. Exactly. If you imagine, we like, now there's, yeah, there's so much technology now. Like, imagine you could may not, may build solar panels in glass or something and make the glass fronts out of solar. Then all the buildings could be. Uh, using or producing their own electricity. Actually, we could produce so much electricity that could sell it to other countries. Exactly, excellent. So, and that would be super clean. So that, 
is really something which is very important because so are you the speaking to governments, let's say our home government here, aren't you talking to people or are they listening? Um, are, you, are you thinking I'm well, not yes, just going corporate and not No, they do have they do have um, big projects going on and they know this. So like that's why we have now a Ministry of Climate Change since two thousand and seventeen for example. So they act on these kind of things. The problem is that the awareness among the population is not there and also the interest is not there. So for me, for example, to sell a training to individual people is very difficult because they're not willing to pay for it. If I did something else, I don't know what, maybe baking cakes, it would be probably easier. But um, people don't see it as necessarily. A lot of people think it's not their responsibility. The government has to deal for it for them. But um, it's not the government who's raising your kids. It's not the government that takes a de your decision that you are actually having kids. So, and it's not the government who is, who is living your daily life. So we all must be mature and responsible enough to, to take action and to be responsible for our own impact. And um, we are using, for example, on average in the UAE, 550 liters of water, which is 82% higher than the global average. We use energy like there's no tomorrow. So it's obviously also has the something to do. The air conditioning as yes, well. Yes, it like obviously that. has to do something also with like the way houses are built. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of loss of energy, but there's also a lot of ignorance and, and people just use it. And I think one part is also because nobody is, a majority of people are not from here. So they live here like a temporary lifestyle and it's not... Oh, there's no, no care. Yes, yeah, some people even confirm to me that they behave differently in their own country once they're back home. They would never do those kind of things. But um, so now they're here, it's like electricity, electricity is there, water is there. Even we live in the desert, right? So there's no groundwater. So if this country were landlocked, we would all queue with buckets. Or if the UAE were a poor country, there would not be any water desalination. It's just we take it for granted because it's there. But we also need to understand that any kind of um, making availability of, of resources, like for example, water and the desalination process also has a negative impact on the environment. So because it uses fossil fuels to, um, to power these, these plants, and then uh, basically what happens is that this, the desalinated water uh, is going back, is going into our houses, but what is rest is kind of a brine, which is a highly salty liquid, which goes back, and, back into the sea. And that means it changes the salinity of the ocean. Yeah, and that has an impact on, on all marine life and also on corals and those kind of things. So we do have a problem. We also have a problem with a massive problem with desertification, which come, which means that the desert is actually expanding more and more, and those kind of areas that are mainly unlivable and where the soil or the ground is completely useless is expanding. That also comes a lot from aggressive agriculture or the more intense use of of fertilizers. So. Scientists found, like last year, the biggest ocean dead zone in the world, which is just around the corner in the Gulf of Oman, and uh, that has the size of Scotland. And an ocean dead zone means that there's it, no yeah. life and there's no oxygen. So when you, for example, put lots of fertilizers and they get into the ocean, that that hap makes um, so the bad water has no growth. oxygen. The water has no oxygen. Yes. Do you know that was possible? 
It's possible because it's getting warmer, and then also, for example, when fertilizers it's like get boiling into water, the, right? It's like well, obviously, this is it's always the case here in summer. But what happens on top of that, if you get fertilizers into the into the ocean, that um, encourages algae growth, and some algae are using them that you don't want. They're not natural. They're just coming because of the nutrition in the in the fertilizers. They grow and they use up all the oxygen. So there's nothing left for plankton, which is very important for us because plankton makes about 50% of our oxygen in, Not the, in trees. the atmosphere. It's the trees as well, but it's plankton. It's plankton the majority so of oxygen is produced by oceans. In the sea, oceans. in the water. Yes, yes. And, um, and then obviously fishes uh, have Plankton no uh, in deep sea as well, in the oceans? Yes, plankton. plankton is everywhere. Really? Yeah. So it just shows my ignorance. <laughs> no worry. Plankton is everywhere, yeah. Wow. But um, obviously, it's like uh, it's a lot in the in the shore areas, but uh, because it has, it, it's usually on the on the surface of uh -huh. the water because it needs the sunlight. It's like a it's like tiny little plants, so they do photosynthesis as well, right? So they need uh, they need the sunlight as well to to make it work. That's me so thinking it's the Amazon that feeds all the earth, but it's not fifty percent. No, it's not. It, the Amazon is actually producing a lot of oxygen, but at the same time, it's using the oxygen. Uh, it's using it up as well through all the microorganisms and 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 wildlife that is in the Amazon. Mm -hmm. So the Amazon has like about eighty percent of the whole wildlife in the world is living in the Amazon. So they're using up all this uh, all this oxygen, but. What the Amazon does is it's evaporating a lot of water into the into the atmosphere, which is causing rain. And so this rain, there's a lot of then goes into the uh, into the Amazon River, and it takes a lot of sediments with it, goes into the ocean, and that feeds basically the um, the plankton again. It's and, all uh, finely balanced, finely it, tuned, isn't it? Everything yeah, is linked. Everything in nature. There is not one not one thing which is not linked and there's nothing which is self-sufficient everything builds up on each other and everything like one one organism on one part of the world can be connected to something else on the other part of the world can this can this dead ocean be fixed never no it can Too be late. fixed really? it can be fixed but we have need to stop polluting we pollute with those kinds of things like fertilizers, we pollute with plastic. We have about 150 million tons of plastic in our oceans. And there's not only the big the garbage patch, obviously, with the, with everybody knows about, the Grand Pacific, which has like three times the size of France. It's also several ones around the world. And uh, everywhere where you have the current, it kind of what is sucks this plastic again. gathered in, yes, a, in a space? In, this, in the sea. Three times the size of France? Yes. Yes, the Great Pacific Garbage Pack is only like half of Europe, the, of the size, yes. And do boats go through it and see it and stuff? Yes, like, people no. know it, but there's no real technology yet to, to get it out. So there's a lot of companies who are trying to clean this it's up. It's a lot of ships to take it out, isn't it? Yes, there, it needs like a proper technology, so there are several companies working on this. But the problem is the longer it is in the water, the more it breaks down into microplastics, because from the sun, from the waves, from the salt, and then there's no more, more way to filter it out. So no water filters at the moment really can Keep can filter out. And so it goes in the fish. Yeah, it goes in the fish. It also sinks on the ground. It's destroying the corals. It's it's uh, polluting corals with bacteria. 
and uh, we have been created a big mess. Half the size of yeah, Europe. Yeah, and it's not the only one. So I thought it was like little ones. patches of a couple of hundred meters. No, it's massive. It's and like it's a continent. full of shit, full of shit. You can yeah. physically, visibly see it. Yes, 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 yes. How long have people known about this? Quite some time. And only it's become Like we prominent. know since 30 years that the Amazon is burning. It's not just this year. The Amazon is burning since 30 years. Like By this, people. Yes. This is not the Amazon is a rainforest. A rainforest doesn't start burning by itself it's because it's mm. wet. Mm. So this is something that people are doing. Like half Indonesia lost his rainforest on Borneo since since the beginning of logging and this kind of slack and burn uh, methods and palm oil and all this kind of thing. Like more than 50% of Borneo's rainforest is gone. We can never get rainforest back, can we? It's difficult. You can do it, but it's it by itself it will take very long time and the problem is that rainforest is growing out of itself so you have uh, just a thin layer of um, uh, how do you call it pleat yes. pleat which is hap which is uh, produced by rotting plants and when animals die and those kind of rotting away so it's 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 getting soil right and out of this the, the new plants are growing. So you have like a lot of birds flying around and when they, uh, for example, they eat the fruits, they poop them out and then they spread the seeds, right? Or monkeys. So this is like how rainforest is growing all the time. But if you burn this down and then you use it, for example, for agriculture or for other things, once this layer of pleat is finished up, below is clay and then is rock and there's nothing uh, growing anymore. That's why you have so many countries where you have soil erosion, especially like Madagascar, for example, destroyed a lot of its rainforest. Um, and they have lots of... Madagascar has yeah, rainforest. Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like huge, yeah, massively, like one of the oldest and, and biggest rainforests. But they also did a lot of deforestation. So they have now a lot of problems with ero erosion, which mm -hmm. means kind of the soil is also getting swept away because of it's raining heavily there, right? So then also these kind of sediments go into the rivers and when go into the oceans. When you get rid of the trees, uh, deforestation, deforestation, and does the rain stop or is it the, is the rain associated with the trees? You it know, like is. I live in Thailand. It is. And it it's is. constantly raining. Yes. Now I'm wondering, is it raining because it's so green or is it... Because it, it goes green, it, everything goes green, things yes. grow out of everything. Yes. And I'm wondering, is it because of that? Are they related? Is, yes, yes, 100%. So if you, if you cut down rainforest, it will have an impact on, on the climate in this part of the world. So you had this already, for example, was witnessed in Australia. They thought it was linked to climate change and then they found out it was actually because of deforestation. So the every tree is like a bit different right so like all trees kind of um, get the water out of the ground but um, and some of them st all of them store it um, but some of them evaporated faster than others so plants in or trees in the rainforest for example they evaporate water very much so they kind of suck it out of the ground and then they bring it up and they evaporate it very, very fast through their leaves. That's why it's always in fog. Yeah. So there's kind of like a river in the sky 
and that makes it obviously rain, especially when it then moves and it uh, hits the have Andes. You been, then have it you rains. been to the Amazon? No, but I, this is like on top of A my dream. list. Yes, absolutely. I want to go. Yeah. I was. Thank you. Uh, I'm learning so much. Really appreciate it. I was um, watching a documentary uh, on it was a Netflix documentary on Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. It was only released recently. Yes, Have yes. you seen it? No, not yet. Uh, fascinating. It's a three-part uh, series, and the last one he was talking about. He's actually I didn't know he's involved in climate change. Yes, the, yes, he has his own foundation. Yeah. Correct, and he's put billions into it, and he's talking about nuclear power to be the savior of the planet he's saying nuclear power but our nuclear power stations are designed in the 40s 50s and 60s so they only use seven percent of the uranium and the 93 percent just goes into waste and is sitting there in some desert in america and bottom of the sea yeah. and he's designed new nuclear power stations that take the 93 percent and have almost zero wastage Incredible. That would be incredible, obviously. Really yeah. incredible. But, um, but I mean, we've seen. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it because mm-hmm. I think most countries, also like the UAE, are using it, building it. But where they're gonna dispose the waste? But well, that's the, the thing. The whole He's UAE, for almost, sure, is yeah. not. His, not his nuclear uh, power stations are different that with zero waste. That's incredible. That, that and, would be obviously And not great, requiring yeah. millions of tons of water to cool it down yeah. because then we just throw it back in the ocean, yeah. right? So we throwing radiated water back in the ocean. Yeah, Fukushima does it for the yeah. past couple of years since this incident happened. They they just let all the radioactive water in the sea. So how far so does radioactive water go? Around the everywhere, world? Everywhere, of course, yeah. It's like uh, gas and air are liquids. So that's why pollution of water and, and air is never a local problem. And that's also what we need to understand. So. We cannot we just here, say no. like what we, we it's it's our business it's my it's our business what we're doing so first of all we can affect other people with what we are doing like whatever we pollute the water here or throw or litter in the water here can come out somewhere else obviously same vice versa um, you have like rivers that are transporting all this trash into the ocean and then obviously it's got it ends up somewhere else can end up thousands of kilometers away same with um same with air air is a gas so it's 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 traveling it's moving and uh same i think for example rainforests should not be considered the property of a country just because, for example, Brazil has, has the majority of the of the Amazon, should not make them illegitimate to be the do the owner like it, to yeah. do what they like it's because it does have an impact on but the global climate. But then glo- what they're saying is, what, I, I agree with you, but what Brazil are saying is that hang on a second, it's okay for US to tell because you screwed all your rainforest, you milking the planet. Now you're telling us not how to behave yeah. ourselves and we need those resources right, to survive. Right, but we need to stop at some point. I mean, like all, all countries made mistakes, but now we know yeah, what's actually rich. happening. Now our people so, are poor. That's what they're saying. Uh, India, the same. Yes, yeah. but we will all be poor very soon mm. because human life is 100% dependent on nature. So should, so should the developed countries pay towards the countries like India and Brazil uh, and say hey listen you don't need to kill the planet it's let's not say, necessarily say, India who's, who's killing the planet all of us is uh, you're queen for the day 
I'm queen for the day. Queen Isn't of the planet nice? for the day. <laughs> what, what, would you, what would you, let's say top five things you would enforce on the planet? Um, I would enforce, honestly, all companies to develop measures or have measures in place that mm -hmm. they are not um, exploiting natural resources, they are not polluting. So I don't think that we have to pay as governments to other countries. We just need to start not doing damage. And this is in our power, all of us. So you wouldn't go down the government role, you go down the corporate side. Uh, both, both. Because obviously governments are very what often... What can I do to save the planet? You can do, for example, what you're doing here already, like you're not having plastic bottles. Okay. Imagine like you, pers you personally, only in your home, if you use like the big water plastic bottles, you would use minimum 400, 500 a year. So this is what you personally can save just by installing a water filter, which costs you a thousand dirhams a year, which is probably even cheaper. Or if you have a family, it's definitely cheaper than buying the bottles. Which is what we have done. Right. So, so, you, also, there's so it's many better, things. healthier water as well. It's right? healthier. You Alkaline don't because water. the plastic is leaching into the water, especially in this climate. So uh, very often it gets stored in the sun exactly. and then it's kind of dissolving and you drink all these chemicals. And then it's not getting... So you don't need to eat the fish, you get it from your water in your house, right? Like um, WWF, I'm not sure if you heard that, World Wildlife Fund in, I think it was in Malaysia, they did a recent study that every person in the meantime eats five gram of plastic a week. This is like a credit card and we can't avoid it. Like, and what is it? It's water, it's fish obviously, but it's also salt and it's also vegetables because we irrigate the water and there's there's plastic everywhere even in the north pole in antarctica or in, Ar or in arctica you will find microplastic everywhere in the deep sea in the ocean 75 percent of the fish in the deep sea have plastic in them so we can't escape it anymore it's everywhere so we have to start, that's what I'm saying, years. we should not say like, you have to pay or I have to pay and you did this, that's why I have now the right to do the same. We so have, one have to, has to make so a queen, start and stop queen. things. The first thing you'll do, you go to say, right, it's law, every corporate business should not, they should not pollute the earth. Yes, right? and you need to be responsible for the trash. So for example, if you're a beverage company, right, I'm not gonna mention any names, we all know them. But how come they make millions of profits with the beverage they sell and have nothing to do with the trash? So yeah, those bottles are somewhere in the ocean for 500, 600, 1,000 years. Or longer, they because are they, not they actually rotting. go back in the fish and back into they our bodies. They don't rot, they just break down. They will, every single piece of plastic that was once created or made is still existing. Can this plastic be used again for other... It can be, or? yes, it can be. Not Wouldn't obviously, be not, the sing oh, not the single use, like the thin, like the paper bags that mm -hmm. we get in the supermarket. This is something that sh finally really has to stop. And it's easy. People can just say, no, I'm not taking a plastic bag. I can have a, dis uh, a reusable Peter bag or, or yeah. whatever and put my stuff in there and supermarkets could just finally stop to, to give them out. So those kind of single-use plastics are not getting reused, uh, not getting recycled because it's cheaper to produce new than to recycle them. 
So all these single-use things should be banned anyway. And then you have like plastic. So that's your like first rule. First, that's your first rule. What's your second rule? Um, my second rule, I would really make everyone, every business and every government accountable for the way they use natural resources and the, and, and the way they pollute. Cars, are they a big polluter? Of course. I can't believe how much ships are ignored. Yeah, 89% of what well. we use is through ships yes. and they use more fuel than all the cars. And then you have these kind of like uh, incidents where like the oil is spilling in the mm -hmm. ocean and it's killing the animals and killing killing corals, killing everything. Nobody talks about it, it's just about money. Well, it used to be talked a lot about, but like the, the thing is always the media is also very manipulative, right? So they find something and then they talk about this for some time and then they move on to the next and everybody forgets about it. So now it was like Amazon was all over the news, everywhere, like for two weeks now, already nobody talks about it anymore and people mm -hmm. start forgetting about it. Mm -hmm. But it's not something that is just like an occasional incident it's a it's a real tragedy and this is happening since decades and we are just not doing anything if you research for example the first scientists predicted already in 1900 early 1900s that co2 will change the climate our Nobody globe is. will warm so we ignored scientists for more than 100 years how, are water levels rising? Yes, they do. They do already, yes. What would happen to this country if they continue? Well, we very flat and... Yes, so the predictions are that we will have about a meter until 2040, 2050. Wow. That would mean already that all the development on the coastlines will be underwater. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost reaching Sheikh Zayed Road. And we also have the predictions of having like two to three centigrade on average increased temperature plus around 10% more humidity. Wow, um, it's unbearable. It's, it's getting unbearable. there, yes, getting so there. So that's rule two, countries accountable. What's three? Uh, everybody, every consumer is, like, is, is responsible. So I don't know why at some point we lost this we used to live sustainably like 30 years ago when i was a child nobody had plastic bags and nobody was kind didn't of we, didn't we have plastic no bags? we didn't have plastic bags we used like at least like in, in my home we used like reusable things and we didn't have to pay triple the price to um, that's another one like the organic stuff we didn't have to pay triple the price to, organic to get anyway, organic right? because everything was organic also, anyway so this would be something i think number four that i would say like no chemicals in food has nothing to do in food can no how how can it happen that hormones and all this kind of stuff are ending up in our food and we are all getting sick and we have so much cancer, like you didn't hear of all these cancer cases 30 years ago because we were eating different things. We have lots of yeah, chemicals, hormones, cancer sugars, Cancer wasn't so big 100 years ago, was it? People didn't no, die so we, much of yeah, cancer. Yeah, because we, we, we ate naturally. There was no, there was not all these artificial ingredients. If you, if you eat a strawberry yogurt today, there's not a single strawberry in it. It's all artificially made. It's gelatin with uh, artificial ingredients, so it tastes Easy and looks and kind of like a strawberry, but it's not a strawberry. Where did the governments come into place? I don't know. This is something which I find very frustrating because it should not be allowed at all. 
at all. And also all this animal cruelty mass production. I would completely cut down mass production. That's four and a half. But this, I know that you're uh, crazy about wildlife as well. I know because you haven't yes. mentioned wildlife. Yes. Do you want to share? What would you do? It's your last Obviously, wish. I, would, I, I would honestly ban all kind of trophy hunting because as much as these people always say it goes back to communities, that's just... Yes. Yes. I don't know. You can't say bullshit. Okay, it's bullshit. So if you hear did these Did you just say bullshit then? I think I did say it, but you encouraged me to say it. Yeah, it's <laughs> so my it's fault. basically yeah, your yeah, fault. It's my fault. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, I've been to Africa last year, and when you see these beautiful animals, and I, I could never understand what is the fun about yeah. killing an a animal. How it, how I it can could understand. Be a Go with a knife. And try to kill a lion, right? That's yeah, fair it, fight. It's not yes. gonna ha- but that's that you don't have a standard chance. That's, that's what I'm why. saying. That's so, sports, yes, right? Yes. But if you go with a bullet and you're half a mile away, you shoot them. What the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, they even Get shoot them in, ex- in, in enclosures. There's like no. hand hunting where they shoot them in enclosures. They don't have they don't stand a chance. So what's the point? And then they also say they only take down the old ones, which is not true as well, because like the the case that we had in Zimbabwe a couple of years, that was a beautiful like uh, a lion which was in his best year so you shoot a lion a male lion out of a pride you kill the entire family because another male lion will take over he kills all the cubs so you you kill an entire family by taking out one animal so and it doesn't have anything to do with like these the, the, you know these these um poor um, villages around they don't get anything out of this sometimes maybe they get but and even if they say like we shoot an elephant and then the money go the, the meat goes to the do do they really wait for us do they really need the the big white guys coming in with their guns to make sure that these poor people have elephant meat to eat if they wanted to shoot the animals they could do it themselves i saw a so picture it's, of it's stupid uh, it was only it wasn't even a picture it was a painting i think like 150 years ago in south africa there was lions and elephants on the beach. Yeah, there used there used to be two hundred thousand lions in Africa. Now it's twenty thousand left. Crazy. Yeah, it's not only it's not only trophy hunting. It's obviously also human animal conflict. It's a lot of poaching, and uh, but the majority is human animal conflict, and that's because the population is increasing and and basically moving into the habitat of these animals. So. I would definitely invest or make a lot of investment in, in animal conservation because we need to keep these animals tor- tourism alive. helps? It can help if it's like sustainable tourism. Yeah, because then the tourists Not are going into... Tourism. Yeah, yes. they're going into their... Yes, we see how much life. tourism can it's also destroy. Their, For example, yeah. you go to the Red Sea and go diving and see how much of the coral reefs are destroyed because you have people breaking them, people, people cutting them with their fins because they're like not experienced divers, so they don't have the buoyancy, they damage them. Or like some people dragging out turtles out of the sea because they want to show them to their kids. Or people drag out baby dolphins out of the sea and make selfies. Sometimes I don't know what to say. There's a lot of ignorance in people as well. So how I would stay, make it kind of mandatory stay, to, thank to you, learn. That's your about five it. now. So yeah, how do you stay ten. positive? No, seriously, how do you, because you know what? You have obviously a lot more awareness than most of us do. 
How do you stay positive knowing that all this shit's going on around the world and um, we're fucked basically? Some, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's 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 depressing and sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming. That's like um, I have those days because, as you say, the more you learn about the topic and the more you're aware, the more you 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 know how big the problems are, how how much bad is, is we the, did. I used to, I used to when I was uh, just got my driving license. I used to have a car called the Morris Minor. I don't know if you know. It was like a 50s car. And it, when I had it, it was already 30 years old. And every time I drove it, and I saw another Morris Minor person, we used to wave. Though we didn't know each other, it was like a, this Morris Minor yeah, club, yeah. right? Are there people like you around where you go, you wave to each other as you pass by? Is um, there any way you guys can get together and have some compound growth? or? Yeah, are there you, are or people. Do you feel like you're yes. by yourself a lot? No, there are people. Obviously, there are people here in Dubai that try to make an impact. There are people um, that I got to know through LinkedIn all over the world that really want to make an impact. And honestly, at some point when I was really feeling down because some some people really attacked me on a very low and bad level on LinkedIn for talking about climate change. What was and their point? Uh, they said I, it's a hoax and I'm spreading propaganda and lies nice. and I'm a fraud and I'm this and I'm that and, and like all flat. these all these idiots that are spreading all this propaganda and that's the kind of language. So after some point, I I realized so they, they think the Earth's flat. They still think kind of like yeah, kind of. So if you just close your eyes and you don't want to see, then that's like uh, that's 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 how it is. And I was really, yeah, I was really down for Even a couple of days. If you block days. them or don't go, it yes, still plays on it, your mind, it is. right? But then I thought, actually, look at this little girl Greta in Sweden. She is 16 years old. She actually looks like 12. She's a really little girl, and she is facing so much negativity also from people and still she goes on and she's encouraging and she's doing her thing. She has a team now, right? She's not all by herself anymore. No, obviously like she gets support from Greenpeace, she gets from mm -hmm. support from a lot of conservationists from United Nations, but still she is 16 years old. If I remember like how fragile I was when I was 16, I wouldn't have been able to stand all this negativities and this hatred towards her. Some people are really hateful. Do you think she really knows about hateful. the hatred? Of she course knows? she does. Of course she does. Her parents don't protect her or somebody else feels Well, you can't protect. You read obviously those kind of things and you have like people that are negative and politicians that are negative and a lot of people are negative. So I thought like, if this 16-year-old girl can do it, then I can do it as well. I just tr tried to blend out and I realized after some point, those kind of people who still don't believe in climate change, it's not even worth spending the time on educating them because all that they do is to really attack you on a very low level. So there's no way of, of talking to them or explaining yeah. to them. It's not a matter of a different opinion it's a matter they want to hurt you and that's their own agenda the whole agenda so it doesn't Do you know it's just I a think? waste of time sorry yeah. to say i think they need to get laid <laughs> yeah their frustration uh, lies somewhere else maybe yeah it's not nothing maybe. to do with your message they're just haters <laughs> and they need to have more love in their life no the thing is like obviously it's and then it that, is let that go on record and you you we will have to change and some and, and human being when is not. When do you think they're gonna uh, realize that is? When they time. are personally affected, only then. So, so it's obviously we can go and burn different. Their homes. 
Maybe, yes. Yeah. So, like a flood, flood has to come and swipe yeah. it, sweep it away. 50 of go with buckets. And <laughs> Maybe, yes. So, obviously, it's, it's difficult for scientists to predict exactly what's happening, right? So, they use data from the past to forecast what is yeah, coming up. So, every up. single time something is not happening exactly, they're like, oh, you see, like you just talk crap. But it, it's not like this, like we have like, but I mean, if you still close... the icebergs are melting. Yes, they're, they're. and they are melting like in faster and faster and faster. Mm. So it reached a certain momentum that now glaciers are melting faster than ever Summertime, before. you can actually go across America to Russia without any ice, am I right? <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of. You can canoe so, your way there. Yeah, kayak, I mean, kayak, like, it, it does way. have, it, and this has a massive impact, so imagine like, Millions of people depend on mountain glaciers as a resource of drinking water. It's not only the glaciers in Antarctica and in the Arctic. It's like if you go to the Andes, if you go to Himalaya, there are a couple of million people who, de- who rely on that because they feed all the great rivers in Asia. So people need this water. What do you think if happens if there's no more water? And like a future is, and the people will be will, Yes, and also people will move towards water, right? Yes. They cross borders and boundaries. and We already have like more than 20 million climate change refugees. Wow. already today so let this be 100 millions where are these people going do you have some kind of a website making people aware of all your knowledge um i do i have like my website is www.1001goodeeds.com i don't have all the information on there obviously because it's too much so where do you start where do you end but uh, it's all covered in my training so why don't you have your own podcast and 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 say this good idea so no seriously yeah i have to start doing well why don't i make this offer to you you can use this room anytime you wish thank you come here we'll record you and would you agree spread the news spread the word seriously thank you thank you for the offer that's great no but you need you need to get disciplined right you need to make sure this amazing information is not just within you yeah and you spread it to the masses because yeah, again, you and I have been friends almost a year, and I knew you were into sustainability. I didn't have a clue what all this was about. <laughs> yeah, majority of people don't know, and it's it's a broad topic. It's huge. It's really huge. So mm. yeah, it's a lot to, but to it's learn, not too lot late. to take. It's in. not too late. It's you not still too late, but but we, yeah, yeah, no, it's not too late. And I I I'm confident now that also to see that so many of the younger generations really go on the street oh, and I they, they not accept anymore to be told Good. like um, you be quiet and go to school and leave it to the adults yeah, which so you have proud. adults I'm so proud so yeah. it's, it's great so I hope it's going to continue and they will, they will keep doing this because that's how you can see that the power is always with us right the power is always with the people not with the governments not with the industries so the UK government announced a climate emergency after these school strikes and Ireland as well. Really? So this is what can happen if we go on the street and really Has do an something. Impact on the government. It used to be like this in the past. I don't know what happened, why we became so lazy and so ignorant. So now um, the, the, the youth are doing I, it for you know us. I think because they, they know they're smart. They brainwash you with television and crap and seriously they manipulate people's minds because yes, if you're, true, if you're like looking at the screen you're not thinking about 
you're worried about what happens to the next episode of this Kardashian bollocks. Yes. Yeah, but you're not uh, thinking about the environment. Yeah, that's true. But what's what I mean is is that really so important that the Kardashians? No, it's so absolutely important? not important. So but the governments like it because they stay in power. Yeah, right? of course they, they like they it manipulating. because they can distract from all these exactly. kind of all these things. Like and Trump is a, a fantastic example. Every drama time, every day. Every time he's boasting out something mm. and people are totally offended, Correct. and then it's he's two weeks in the news. Correct. Like of what he said now and whom Correct. he offended now, and in the meantime he signed some agreement and nobody, nobody realized what he's just done. That he's a he's lot just smarter like, than yes, people think. Yes, of course he does. He's completely uh, manipulative and completely yeah, he does he's, that he's all. He's from the showbiz, isn't he? He's, he's showbiz. very calculating. Yes, but the thing is, like we became too comfortable and too convenient, and we like we don't. It's not in the human nature to change. So we are. We like to keep things going Stuff. the same. So, but you know what I what I feel sorry. I mean, one of them. Like, I want to have a better car. I want to have a nicer bag, shoes, whatever it is. Yes, we almost brainwashed by the yeah. brands to spend our things are meaningless yes. things, but we could actually spending on the environment. We could help others. Exactly, especially when you once you know the the impact of the fashion industry on the environment, then you will start to cry, and then you will start sh st stop to. How to can buy. we help you to spread the word? Um, obviously, I'm uh, corporate organizations can book me as a trainer, so I have like a really long, extensive training now that I can chop down in several sessions. So, so you educate individuals to yes, their employees to yes, like um, or, or corporate organizations. Obviously, if they want to do something as part of their CSR activities and they want their um, staff to know about these things. So I also give on give hands on ideas and tools how you can make changes. So it's not just about I'm scaring you and you go home and shoot yourself because you don't see any hope anymore. I also tell everyone how every person on an individual level can make a change in his private environment and also in a corporate environment because obviously the bigger the office, the more impact you have. And I also consult um, companies directly so I can come into offices, I can uh, sit with them, I can see like how they are operating and where changes can be done. So it's not only for the environment, it's also a cost saving at the end of a, the year. A cost saving? Of course. Because automatically people think environment is more expensive. It's like no, buying organic. No, no, not, not, no, no. It's, not, it's not only that. It's about like if you, if you use natural resources more efficiently, then you will waste more and you will pay less, right? Mm. It's quite logic. So you have cost savings well, at the end of the year. To you, it's logical. Yes, yes. There's so let me commit to you this. You okay. I'm going to commit our studio to you. So you can Thank contact you. us anytime you want. And I really mean this book in the diary. And uh, we will use this to put it on your social media platforms. Also, I promise you that within the next two, two and a half weeks before I go back to Thailand, I'll get you two or three speaking gigs with Excellent. 60 to 100 people. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. To spread this amazing message. Okay. Excellent. Done. Thank you. Absolute honor. <laughs> Thank you so much for making My pleasure. Thank you it's for inviting me. so amazing, me. right? Thank you for you were fantastic. Me. Thank you so much. Kathy. My pleasure. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, so, if people want to contact you, please uh, share with us all the websites, email addresses, yes. any contact details. So, my uh, website is www.1001gooddeeds.com and 1001 as a number. 
And then uh, my email address is Katrin, and this is a bit tricky because it's the German version of Katrin, so it's K-A-T-H-R-I-N, no E's in the middle, at 1001goodDeeds.com. But also on the, on the website, there's a contact uh, sheet, so it will, it will be linked to my email address if somebody forgets and people can reach out to me about different things. So I have a couple of blogs there. People are also more than welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I have a corporate page under 1001 Good Deeds, but I also have my personal page under my name. And uh, I'm happy to connect with everyone and hope to be able to inspire as many people as Absolutely. possible to, to make a change. What I'd like to do is if I can ask you to come back six months down the line. Yes. Inshallah, we're still alive. Yes. And share <laughs> we, with we us, share with us how far we've come. Hopefully, yes. we've had. We're gonna make some positive impact. Yes, that would be great. Uh, I'd love to hear. Happy to you. come back. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Love having you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.